with that in mind, and of course, as winter is closing in, there's still lots of questions out there about what to do with the folks who are living on the streets of Edmonton, and that question continues to weigh heavy on members of City Council. Now, according to the latest numbers from Homeward Trust, there are just over 2,700 people experiencing homelessness in Edmonton. Only 16% are using shelters. About 30% are outdoors. 51% are what's called provisionally accommodated. And the final 3% unaccounted for. So during an emotional executive committee meeting yesterday, all five members of uh, that committee uh, voice their frustration with the lack of planning and the delays in helping the city's homeless and called out the province for not doing more. So, city officials have suggested a small hotel operated by Jasper Place Wellness Centre that could provide 209 spaces. Also, a community health centre would be there. It comes at a cost, though, that cost at $7.5 million over the next six months. Full City Council will vote on this next week. Right now, Andrew Knack is the councillor for Ward Nakota Iska. He was in that meeting yesterday. He joins us this afternoon. Councillor Knack, thanks for making time for us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, boy, oh boy. How come we can never get this right? How come we are every year seemingly, um, you know, putting things together with shoestrings and spaghetti wire? Well, I think the challenge ultimately comes down to, and I know people don't always like this answer, but it, it's not actually municipal jurisdiction, right? It, the, the, the notion of housing and shelter operations is actually the, the responsibility of the provincial government. And we have been over the years trying to work with them to come to a common understanding of what is needed every year, because we do know what is needed every year to address this. and for a variety of reasons that's never been fulfilled in, in the way that's needed to be done through the province uh, and, and I do give former Premier Kenny some credit because on October 1st they, they finally after years of, of speaking about this did move us in the right direction but even from that announcement the money took too long to start flowing um, and we're not hitting the standards that I think we need to at a number of these shelters so the challenge is the city's often the one that's trying to fill in the gaps, even though it's it's not something that, that we're responsible to do. But we have to do because, of course, right now people are literally dying on our streets, and so we can't sit back and do nothing. So we know that, I think it was last month, the province agreed to pay for opening another 450 temporary shelter beds. 350 of those have opened as of, uh, I think, yesterday. So, But we're still short, what, a couple of hundred? And that's what this Jasper Place Wellness Center um, hotel, or the, the, the hotel, operated by the wellness center is is hoping to fill that gap correct yeah okay. so we'll, we'll need about 200 spaces and and this is going to be in the west end where there are a number of individuals experiencing homelessness who um, don't often go downtown so so this is actually a really good placement for it um, so I'm very excited that this is going to be up and running soon because as you know we're coming up to some cold weather again and we know what will happen if, if these spaces aren't open so councillor knack I think there's a lot of folks right now that would look at that number of 7.5 million dollars 
dollars over six months and say 7.5 million dollars that seems like an awful lot of cash now i'm not in the business of knowing what it costs to run a hotel or provide these services but can you tell the folks who are listening what that covers yeah, so it, this is going to be a 24-7 shelter with uh, staffing support on site at all times. That includes security, healthcare workers, you name it, that that will be uh, deployed in this space. So the individuals who will be going to that shelter will have that available to them at all times, which is a shift because for a lot of times shelters were only open during the evening, but we know that that doesn't help when it's cold at minus 20 during the day. Mm -hmm. And so this is a 24-7 operations. And I will say though, uh, you know, I'll be the first to admit, this is not as economical as actually providing housing, permanent housing that people can live in. I mean, the city just a couple of years ago, uh, we spent $30 million to build 200 and, uh, just over 200 units of 24-7 supportive housing. And so when you're doing the math, I mean, it's, it would be far more economical to build the housing uh, than, than constantly year after year responding uh, in this way to just provide temporary shelter space, even if it's 24-7. Councillor Naki, when we're talking about the situation on the streets of Edmonton right now, and all you have to do is, you know, you go to different parts of the city and, and you can see it. And we know that there's there's a number of different issues that are coming into play here. And there's a lot of folks that are saying, why can't they stay in, uh, you know, LRTs when it's really in the LRT um, um, areas when it's really cold. But we know that they don't have the, the washroom facilities. It's just not set up to be uh, a place for people to be in shelter we know that there's that shigella outbreak that's going on as well which is a real challenge the encampments are having uh there's issues there and they're being taken down there's been some fires as well in those encampments that that's happened recently absolutely and that's where and that's why you know, an LRT station or an encampment is not a humane solution, right? You, you need to have somewhere that people can have a bit of a greater sense of permanency to know that, you know, you're not going to get kicked out every morning. Uh, and, and because if you are, then uh, that's why some individuals choose to set up an encampment or choose to be in different places because they, they want to be able to stay in one place for an extended period of time, potentially with their, you know, their peers and uh, with, with other folks that they've built a community with. And so, again, you know, LRT stations are not the right place. Uh, you know, our, our treat areas in our parks are not the right place because it's not the right um, solution to help individuals who are dealing some really challenging situations. I know in years past, um, some of the, uh, the, uh, the areas over at Commonwealth Stadium were looked at. That's not an option this year? Again, it's, it's, it's no, and so we thankfully don't need probably more than the 209 okay. spaces uh, that we're talking about in the West End, but again, we need to, it's better to have something like a hotel or a motel where you have greater access to showers and, mm -hmm. and there can be more beds provided and more space to provide a bit of privacy, uh, so that's part of why we're not trying to constantly go back to these, you know, this is still a stopgap measure, but it's a better stopgap measure than, say, a convention center or, or Commonwealth or anything like that. So uh, 
I want to I want to talk to you about where this money is coming from. This 7.5 million dollars is coming yeah. from. From what I understand, it's from the stabilization reserve. And as I yeah. as I got lost in stabilization reserve papers online today, um, <laughs> what I understand is that th that reserve designed to manage one-time unexpected emergent financial needs. Which I know that this committee says, hey, this is, de is definitely one of those things right now. But here's my question for you. I know, like. From from my sources, there was a meeting held back in, I think it was in October, that city administration recommended council not touch this fund to pay for shelters during that private meeting just a few weeks ago. All sorts of fallout from that meeting, uh, which, you know, we talked about on this show right here. What changed? I think one of the biggest things that changed is that the provincial funding that was announced didn't uh, produce the shelter spaces as quickly as I think anyone was expecting. This was announced October 1st and you know, we're still at the point where it's actually about 300 of the 450 are activated at this point. But that means there's still another 150 spaces. The Shigella Elk Break, I think, is also some new information and needing uh, additional access to showers and spaces to help uh, personal hygiene. And so that's probably one of the biggest issues is that, that we haven't seen everything that had been committed come into effect in a timely manner. And and that's why we have to respond in this way, um, because I think we had all hoped that for once we were finally going to get what I think we were needing from the province. And and it's certainly a good step, and I don't, and I, I don't want this to be solely me sending them, uh, because it was a positive step, mm. but it didn't happen early enough, and it's still not a permanent solution, right? The, the funding they announced is just for this winter and just for next winter, but not throughout the summer, and so that creates staffing issues and hard-to-hire staff when you've got temporary jobs. So I'm curious, though, back to that 7.5 coming out of this stabilization sure. reserve. Um, I, I know that there's certain levels that have to be maintained in that fund what impact does that 7.5 have on that fund and then what about repaying that money what impact yeah. does that have and I don't know does that something that you have to look at going into budgets next week so the one there was a good piece of news in terms of the financial situation for the city that was talked about yesterday and then uh, released in our in our reports today is that we are projecting as a city to have a little over 60 maybe 65 million dollar surplus uh, due to some excellent work from our city administration and that will go into this financial stabilization reserve because uh, if that wasn't happening, we'd be in a really tough spot because the seven and a half million, as you noted, would come from that reserve, which is used for emergent scenarios. But we have a minimum balance that we like to keep. Yeah. Uh, and, and this would put us below that balance. Now, with this projected surplus, we will quickly be back over the, the surplus or the minimum amount uh, by the beginning of the new year. So, and then the other piece is that we're gonna continue to engage the province. I know the mayor talked about it, that just before that meeting started yesterday at 1.30, he had been meeting with the provincial government to try to see if they will supply the funding. Because again, shelter operations is their responsibility. If we have a shortage, um, they they should ultimately be the ones paying the 7.5 million because we should be using our financial stabilization reserve for municipal uh, responsibilities. They should be using, I mean, they have a $13 billion surplus and we know that was just reconfirmed a few hours ago. Um, they, they have the money to fund these emergent situations that are within their jurisdiction. So maybe they'll also repay us 
for filling in the gap in the short term. Well, you know, they're handing out a lot of money this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and what better way to ensure that people aren't losing limbs and, and can, uh, and I mean, I'm not exaggerating when they're saying they're, they're losing limbs and losing lives. So uh, when you have a $13 billion surplus, $7.5 million to ensure that doesn't happen feels like something that should be easily supported, and I hope they, they do. Well, and then I hope uh, then I hope that the conversations uh, continue on and then prove fruitful to look at a more permanent solution, and something that we're not scraping together every year trying to deal exactly. this, and it costs more and more to the city. Absolutely, and you nailed it because we're trying to get to this point, and and part of where the announcement came in on October 1st from uh, former Premier Kenny was that uh, they were starting to recognize that the numbers that we have as a city, the numbers that the housing providers and the organizations that support these groups uh, are correct. And so they're starting to fill those gaps. And you're right. Doing this year after year after year is just ridiculous because yeah. it's harmful to the people that's, it's, uh, that we're trying to help. And there's better solutions, more cost-effective solutions that will produce better health benefits and better financial results for everyone involved. Councillor Knack, we'll leave it there this afternoon. Thanks for making time for me and uh, good luck with budget negotiations starting next week. Thank you very much. And our deliberations, I guess it is. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, Councillor Knack uh, from Ward Nakoda Iska joining us this afternoon.